0: Welcome to the New Yorker's May eighteenth, two 2009 issue. We have seven articles for you. In the Talk of the Town, Ben McGrath writes about a man who takes New York City's prohibition against engine idling very seriously. And John Seabrook reports on the closing of a famous Times Square musical instrument store. Next, Jonah Lehrer reports on research which shows that good things come to those who wait. Then... Dana Goodyear profiles Fred Franzia, controversial owner of one of the largest wineries in the United States and the man behind America's favorite bargain wine. After that, John Lahr reviews a new Broadway production of Waiting for Godot, starring Nathan Lane, Bill Irwin, and John Goodman. And in the current cinema, Anthony Lane reviews J.J. J. Abrams' reimagining of Star Trek. But first, it's this week's comment. In College Try, Hendrik Hertzberg writes about Barack Obama's upcoming college campus tour.
1: With summer almost here, and the green shoots on the ground, if not on the Dow), grown to leafy fullness, the White House has completed an annual springtime chore, choosing among the many invitations from colleges and universities for the boss to address the graduating class. This year, three were accepted. On May 13th, President Obama speaks at Arizona State University, in Tempe. Four days later, at the University of Notre Dame, in South Bend, Indiana. And five days after that, at the United States Naval Academy, in Annapolis, Maryland. In recent years, politicians have been given a run for their money at commencement time by anchor persons and Hollywood celebrities. But loftily placed public officials, especially those who can be credibly deemed statesmen, are still the most sought-after speakers. And the biggest get, of all, of course, is the President of the United States. The President is a statesman ex officio, a guaranteed publicity magnet, and a person whose fame and entourage can bathe even the roomiest campus in a glowing aura of importance. Another plus, Presidents don't demand speaking fees or airline tickets. The feeling is mutual. Your statesman regards a campus backdrop and academic robes as the ideal stage set and costume for the utterance of large, grave thoughts. Winston Churchill was between prime ministerships when he delivered his Iron Curtain speech at Westminster College in Fulton, Missouri, in 1946, but he was introduced by President Truman, which made the occasion official. A year later, Secretary of State George C. Marshall announced his plan for war-ravaged Europe... Under the trees of Harvard Yard. In 1963, President Kennedy chose commencement at American University in Washington, D.C., as the venue for.